The voices who spoke were the spirit of the oracle, an amalgamation of fragments from the souls of each woman who had, over the centuries, held the position. Elle knew that when she died, a little part of her would rise up to join them too, and as much as she hated the fact that they were always watching her, it gave her comfort to know that somewhere within that patchwork of souls that made up the nebula she came to know as the voice of the oracle was a bit of the mother she never knew. It was just a pity that they were such a bunch of busybodies who always chose to interfere at the most inopportune times. Never forget who you are, child, the voices said in answer to her thoughts. Yes, yes, I am the oracle, the source of wisdom, the one with the gift of sight, the force that holds the many folds of the universe together, the one who channels power to those who are deserving. She recited the mantra they had taught her in a bored sing-song voice. Trust me, if there is one thing I cannot do, it's forget who I am. Now please leave me alone to enjoy this moment, would you? Today I am flying, and I want none of this oracle business spoiling it. As you wish. The voices faded away. Just then, the communications console started rattling and spitting out a ribbon of tape, clearing her for landing. Elle brought the airship round portside and lined her up ready to dock at one of the platforms that lined the docks on the western district. With a shudder and hiss that sounded almost like a sigh of contentment, the water lily birthed. "'There you are, my dear,' Elle said to her ship as she turned the crank handle that released the tether ropes. "'All safe and sound.' Almost as if in answer to that, one of the boiler tank valves opened to release some engine pressure. Elle opened the hatch and let the ladder rope drop to the ground. With practiced ease, she climbed down and stepped onto the wooden docking platform. Miss Judge, I presume. A tall man with a shock of white blonde hair that was thinning at the top waved at her. Ah, Mr. De Beer. She smiled at him. Welcome to the fair city of Amsterdam. He spoke in an accent that was a touch heavy and rounded on the vowels. Thank you. It's so nice to finally meet you, she said as she shook her new Dutch docking agent's huge hand vigorously. And the shame to you, he said graciously. It is an honour to be working with the famous Eleanor Chance. Elle didn't have the heart to correct him on her new surname. Simply being Elle Chance for the day, not Lady Eleanor or Viscountess Greychester, was a bit of a relief, if she was honest with herself. She loved her husband Hugh with all her heart, but the pomp and ceremony involved in becoming part of his world over the last few months had been more than a little overwhelming. I have the papers ready here to shine, if you will. Once it is completed, I will tell the men to start loading the freight. I have told them to be extra careful with our precious tulips. Mr. De Beer pointed to the crates of bulbs, which were stacked on wooden pallets and tied down with coarse rope. They were indeed ready to be loaded into the hull and destined to brighten the gardens and huge glass houses of Kew that summer. My men shouldn't take too long. Shine here, if you please, he said as he handed her a wad of papers. Elle felt a pang of sadness when she signed the docking papers and charter before handing them back to Mr. De Beer so he could tear off the counterparts. Patrice, her old agent, had been such fun. In the old days before Constantinople, Patrice would have taken her to some exotic, disreputable bar or cafe for a drink while they waited for the freight to be loaded. He would have had her in fits of giggles with his lumbering charm and silly jokes. Despite his betrayal and all the terrible things he had done, Elle found herself missing his massive moustache.
She had been told afterwards that very few bodies were ever recovered from the Constantinople earthquake that had killed almost every living alchemist and a large percentage of the Nightwalker population. They had all been gathered in an underground amphitheatre when the vortex that their leader, Sir Eustace Abercrombie, had created collapsed, bringing a large part of the city down with it. The last memory El had of Patrice was of him hanging on for dear life at the edge of a spinning vortex of complete darkness. She closed her eyes at the awful memory. Patrice had simply been sucked into oblivion, never to be seen again. She did not think that a funeral had been held for him, and the thought of it made her sad. Such a wasteful and futile quest for absolute power. "'Miss Judge, is she everything all right?' Mr. De Beer asked. He looked concerned. Elle blinked herself back to the present. "'Yes, all is well. I was just remembering something. Silly, really.'